Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, greetings and salutations, listeners. It's time for another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Well into our ninth season of complete nonsense, utter chaos, and bitching and complaining by yours truly. Still unscripted as F. Sorry I'm late. I literally was just trying to do something for a friend, uh, the Musicians Rock Network has been, they're having their 13th anniversary, which is just, blah, bananas. I mean, I can't even, um, uh, although when I do the math, like, you, you, you do the math. <laughs> Sorry, ripping off Crystalia there. Um, when you do the math, it makes sense, because I was in uh, Musicians Rock Network when we were still g Davey, which, that's uh, 2009. So I'm not old. You're old. You're you're crying. I'm not crying. But I was just trying to do a little bit. It's so funny. Like Nick. Nick is such a good dude. Like, I mean, Nick is Nick. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like anybody that knows Nick is like, oh yeah, Nick. But like, who who isn't like a little quirky if you're trying to like help out like musicians and stuff like that? Like, I I don't know. I just I I, I like Nick. I've always liked Nick. Uh, but he asked me if I could just do something real quick for him, just a video, like, uh, you know, love you guys, like, mwah, one of those kind of things. And it took me uh, roughly three days to do that. <laughs> but he's like, I, I am so in the habit these days of not asking when somebody wants something, like, you know, when should I do this? It's just like, when do you need this by? Like, what is the literal deadline? And every time I say it, it always reminds me of, like, that Dimitri Martin joke where he's talking about expiration things expiration dates on on like products like food products and he's like you know like like you'll read something and be like best before and he's like that's not really like urgent information like you need like diarrhea after you know (laughs) dangerous on you know like that kind of stuff so now i've i've reached defcon 7 in my own personal scheduling life so i'm at the point now where i'm just asking anybody that needs something for me uh, or that has asked something for me. Like, what is the actual drop-dead date? Like, I didn't even know that was really a phrase until this past year. Like, what's the drop-dead date on this? Like, <laughs> and believe me, I'm not looking to drop-dead myself. I, am, I feel like I'm healthier than ever, which is not true. But I feel like it. Um, and uh, I'm just not going to drop-dead. Like, that's... That's what I'm saying right here, right now. Universe, if you're listening, that's the deal. All right, so let's just do that. Uh, but that's why I was late. It took me a couple minutes because I needed to bounce it over. And I actually realized I just did it. And in typical me fashion, I didn't send it to him. Like, I have to send it to him, like, right after the show. Like, so I got see. I got a little note. Video for Nick. My entire life is governed by uh, post-it notes. Like, I have post-it notes here. These are songs that people want to hear at December 16th when we play at um, at Beery's with Craving Strange and A Farewell Fire and uh, Mikey Wayman. 
Uh, I have, these are my values that I normalize stuff at. I have a whole other pad right here. I've got, oh, this is today. We're going to be doing this. There's a new CAD song. We're going to premiere it for you today. Uh, so that'll be kind of cool. Um, I actually, I really like this one. It's still instrumental, but like in my, in my personal opinion, I feel like Kaz has stepped up his songwriting game like a lot. And like Kaz is weird in the way that he accepts compliments or, um, deflects like any sort of criticism and stuff like that because he knows that like what I think of his writing, I think it's very good, but I also think it's it's from a different point in time. And that doesn't make it bad, doesn't make it wrong. And certainly if you're doing a passion project, like by all means do whatever you want to do. Uh and you know, once he once we kind of like came to that sort of understanding between the two of us, I think everything got a lot better. But he even said like his last record was a lot of stuff he had written like a decade ago and he just wanted to get it out. And that's that's a thing that I found with some songwriters and, you know, certainly some musicians. Like, well, I wrote it so it deserves its place in the sun. And I I used to feel like that when I was in G. Davey, but like kind of once I got around to the diaries and that style of writing and production, like I Dude, I find songs all the time that's like, holy shit, I wrote that one, but it just, I never went forward with it. Like, I just, just living in the archives there. Like, I'm not Prince or, like, Frank Zappa, and, like, you're not going to find a vault of songs I worked on after I passed, and not my kids, uh, Moon Unit and Dweezil are not going to release that on a compilation, but there's definitely songs out there that I've just never done anything with because they were, like, the... It's like the fact that they're born does not necessarily give them the right to exist. Like, if we want to be completely current <laughs> in today's political climate, that's how it is. But my point is, is that the new song is a huge, in my opinion, is a huge step forward uh, into the modern era. And I thought it was, I thought it was really good, and I said so. So I'm super proud and honored to be uh, debuting that later. We'll probably do that at the top of the hour. Um, but yeah, so. Um, so I was late because of Nick. It's all Nick's fault. You can blame Nick. Um, and uh, but I have sticky sticky notes all over. I like they're literally all over the place. You know, like little notes, things that I forget to mention. Like it's funny whenever I do like voiceover work. Like lately, I've been forgetting to slate my name at the beginning, which is like super important because you're, you're sending a file in of your voice, and it's like if they know your voice, it's fine. But if they don't know your voice, then they need your name, and I keep forgetting to do that. So I actually have now a little file of me just saying my name, and I'll just add out to any file that I'm sending out. It's like, dude, you don't have any idea how lame you have to be to forget to say your own name? I mean, that's where we're at. We're at lame seven. Like, is that is that the lowest lame? Lowest lame. Not lowest lane. That's the chick that was banging Superman. I am lowest lame which is my uh, superhero power, like super characters. I could be that, right? That sounds like a video game character. It's like, ha-ha, I am Lois Lame. Yeah, I could be on Star Fox. Like, oh, your father helped me like that too, Fox. As long as I'm not slippy. No! I'm trying to get Charlotte to play Star Fox, Star Fox 64, which I just think is one of the, simply one of the greatest video games of all time. But that's neither here nor there. That's a whole other show. Um, what else is going on? Rebel and I went into the studio for the first time in a few years. Uh, we started this past weekend, so hold on. Yeah, we're ugly. We got drums done on that, so I have a guess Noodle can just fuck off the rest of the year, so that'll be cool. Um, yours truly is up next. i got to figure out when I'm going to do that. That's going to be soon. I'm going to do some rhythms, uh, then bass and Kaz's nonsense, and then Kaz and I will go back in, and we'll do melody guitars, and then... 
I will be batting cleanup with vocals. And then we'll have new music for you. And won't that be fun? I, um, so in housekeeping, uh, at the very last minute yesterday, I got out the uh, top 20 that's up today. Like, oh, like, it was, it was close, man. Uh, and it's, it's the one where I talk about how, like, the kids today are just, like, learning stuff on TikTok. And I say that I learn stuff on the YouTubes because I'm older and stuff like that. And I just kind of make fun of a bunch of people. It's, it's cool. Honestly, it's just typical of the top 20. So, like, check it out. Please uh, like and subscribe. Kind of need uh, all the subscriptions on the channel that we can get. My video could definitely use more views, more likes, and all that other stuff. I am going to try and st- start sharing it again or stop saying that I'm going to do one of those things. I will say, um, I, this, is not, this is not surprising, but this was interesting and pleasant and nice. I have heard from a handful of musicians... Um, about the top 20 regarding Amityville Music Hall and what went down the night of the Neon Skyline show with the uh, manager of the place of Amityville Music Hall who in my opinion uh, exhibited completely abhorrent behavior and honestly owes me at least a public apology which I'm never going to get never going to get because you know those 20 somethings they never do anything wrong and they're super entitled for whatever they think they is going on and there is absolutely nothing more important going on in her life that's more important than mine and I'm also not the asshole that disrespected the other person so I deserve the apology that I'm never going to get never going to get from her but I'm also never going to set foot in that place again and I hope it shuts down like I I've said it then I really I really do mean it because I am all for preserving venues around here because I think they're super important for music. But you know what I don't need is real, like, caustic and really nasty places that are completely anti-musician. Like, we don't need that at all. Like, most 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 things are stacked against the average musician anyway. They're definitely stacked against the original music musician and the original music bands. And honestly, we just we don't need to be treated like that. Like, I'd rather not play than play there. And I'm certainly not going to give them my money ever. So, again... I repeat my my desire. I implore anyone and everyone within the sound of my voice to never give another dime to anything that will ever benefit Amityville Music Hall until that manager is fired and uh, they they significantly change the way they do business. But um, what I was saying is it's been nice because I've been hearing from a few musicians that took the time to actually watch it. They understood it. Most of them have experienced it. And are in complete agreement. And it's not a huge movement, but like maybe at some point it will be. And maybe all those people that messaged me took time out of their lives, like their busy lives, to watch a 20-minute video of absolute ridiculous nonsense, which this seems to be every single week, and find the five minutes that's worth listening to. They took the time to do that and then took the time to message me in solidarity, which I think is the point. Like, that's how we do things. Like, we are treated badly all the time by most of the world because we just are. And we don't need to be. Like, seriously, like, I'll bleep this out, I'm sure, but, like, fuck them. Like, what we are doing, we are creating something out of nothing. We are, we, we enter the realm of magicians and gods, right? We deserve to be treated better than some snot-nosed, twatty, 20-something manager with personal problems and no experience and no no honestly no reason to be running a place like absolutely no business running anything and managing people at all ever so 
hopefully, like, as it comes up and people are like, oh, I'm thinking about playing Amityville Music Hall, everybody that heard that will be like, I wouldn't do that, and here's why. So, hopefully, like, I don't wish people ill will, and I'm not malicious, but that place deserves to get shut down. And honestly, if it was just me, if it was a completely isolated incident, like, everyone has a bad day. It wasn't. It was other bands that night. It's been other bands before. And historically, their 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 track record is horrendous. So, fuck them. Completely, absolutely fuck them. Anyway, so thank you for watching the Top 20 and uh, supporting... Uh, me, the channel, and that particular cause because I think it's important. <sighs> that being said, it's time for me to lose some viewers and listeners. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do want to just delve into some a little bit of social commentary right now because it is uh, what are we a week out from the midterms at this point? We can change. Is it, is it the second, first? I forget. Uh, no, election day is the eighth, right? So we're just uh, we're just under two weeks till till the midterms. And the reality is, I don't. You know, I expect the Republicans to kind of sweep Congress. I'll be surprised. Uh, I'll be surprised if the if the Dem Democrats can even hold on to the Senate. Uh, I can't imagine there's a chance in hell they're going to hold on to the House. And that's fine. Like it. It's representative of what the people across the country are saying, and it's not isolated. Like you, you, a lot of a lot of people in the middle, like myself, used to talk about like the isolation of you know people that are extreme because they're the loudest, right? Like that's why people on the right are so mad at people on the left because they see all these like twenty-something, all those you know quote-unquote triggered people, like usually college students, super white, super entitled, like. They think it should all be fair and, you know, political correctness and stuff like that. So they see that and they think that's, you know, basically the entire party. And much like we see people that are extreme on the right, that are like complete racists, complete anti-Semites and stuff like that. And, and people that just live to entitle rich people, rich white people. Like, that's what I see. I see it all the time. So, and, and it's, and it's understandable to think that like, that's what that whole party's about. I'm telling you, like, it's it's just not true, right? So, like, when you meet, when you discuss things, like, that are simple in the middle, like, I find, like, there's very, there's very small differences across that line, right? Between left and right, once, once kind of once you get to the middle. Like, I don't stand for any of the political correct stuff. I'm not, it's not my fight, and it's not, you know, I, I will honor it, but I'm not going to fight for it. You know what I mean? Like, that makes sense. I am, however, for, like, any rights, you know, like the fact that, like, you know, gays and lesbians and all that stuff can marry, like, 100%. Uh, I think I've been very clear that I'm very for and pro women's rights to hold domain over their own body. Even I have limitations on that. Like, I am not, I'm not, I'm not okay with, like, I don't even know, honestly, 48-week abortion. Like, that seems ridiculous. Although I am, I have definitely threatened Charlotte with a 16-year uh, term on abortion because... I feel like, you know, we should be able to get rid of kids like whenever. But I kid, I kid, I adore her. Just a funny joke. <laughs> uh, like, I, I I try and be on the, the side of reasonableness. Um, and like, it's, like I've said, like, even in the abortion issue, like, if you are a true believer that life begins at conception and you are, you know, God's warrior and it's your duty to protect life, like... Yeah, man, take that stance, and that's fine. And that's who we should be having the discussions with. 
not people that are just like trying to control women. I told you most of what I've seen so far on the internet is about well, you know, women shouldn't like have sex with just about everybody. So it's all it's all punitive, right? Like this whole sh- all this stuff that's going on with Herschel Walker right now is the most hysterical thing to me. Like I was seriously consider you know those marked safe things that you can do like on Facebook. Like I was literally considering just like saying like, "Hey man, today I'm marked safe from being asked to get an abortion by Herschel Walker because apparently he's just like like having sex, unprotected sex, and unmarried sex with so many people that he keeps getting them pregnant and has kept asking them to get an abortion. But he's your family values uh, like candidate in Georgia. Like, really? That's your guy? And there's other reasons for that. And I would actually just suggest you check out uh, Bill Maher's recent uh, it's not attack, but rant. Check. It's a good. It's a good check on the on the far left of the Democrats as to why people are still voting for people like Herschel Walker. Like it, it actually makes some sense. It's something to keep in mind. But I find that when we kind of just like thread in the middle there, like I'm just not all that far from like center right people, right? And that's that's a weird thing because it's just like what is your issue that's just a little bit more that way than mine, right? So. I've been doing a lot of listening and I've been doing some reading, um, but mostly listening because I, like, I'll, I'll listen to the news and like I'll check Fox Fox News every now and then, I'll just kind of find out what people are thinking. And it's just it comes down to a very simple thing. Like if you can put an I in front of it or a me in front of it, it's you're on the right. If you can put a we or an us in front of it, you're on the left. And that's really what it ends up being. Like people are worried about like my finances, how much I'm paying at the pump. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, I need to protect myself. Like, that is what people on on the right are worried about. That's why economy is the number one issue. Crime is is the number two issue. And then migrants are, like, the number three issue, right? Because migrants are coming here to take our jobs. And then people on the left are like, um, hey, we need women's rights back. And we're worried about uh, the LGBTQ rights and stuff getting, getting rolled back because Samuel Alito has already sort of signaled that. Uh, we're also concerned about the survival of our democracy and the integrity of our democracy. They have armed gunmen, armed vigilantes sitting in, in Arizona outside polling places. Like, dude, I mean, yeah, legally you're not allowed to come without like 500 feet or whatever the rules are in those particular states and counties. But like, that's not like a little intimidating. Like, you're allowed to do that in Arizona, but you can't bring water or food to people on an eight-hour line in Georgia. Right? And now they just rolled out this thing. Vice just rolled out this thing that transgendered people, people that have actually gone with either reassignment or are living those lives, like transgender people, which honestly, like, it's not my life. It's not my existence. It's not even my fight. But like I said, I will protect their rights to do those things because they're not a they're not they're not bothering anybody else. And my take on that is like, as long as your right to do whatever does not infringe on somebody else's right then that constitution's pretty cool with that. But so what they're rolling out, they, they estimate that there's like 800,000 of, of trans, like actively transgendered people in the voting block this year. And people are actually, they're throwing voter challenges at these people. So at, at best, they can vote provisionally. In some places, they can't vote at all because I guess they don't match the, the, the M or the F on their driver's license in whatever state. I mean, like, you want to talk about voter suppression, like... That's it. That's totally it. And and we can go on and and talk about like what's going on in like in Florida with like all the arrests of felons that have voted because as a felon, if you if you're 
convicted of a felony and released, in Florida, you still get to pay taxes, but you no longer get to vote, which half of me is like, all right, I understand. Like, you lost your right to vote because you committed a felony, but also, you're still paying taxes and you don't get to vote. Like, I want to say like I'm not a history expert, but I'm kind of getting there because the whole fucking reason we broke from England was taxation without representation. Like, does anybody remember that? Is that sounding at all familiar? What's my point? I have no idea. I actually had something I really wanted to say, and maybe I'll just float this here and we'll talk about it later in the show. But for the past couple of weeks, I've had a big sort of uh, perspective shift and a paradigm shift. And I am embarking on an experiment. I am trying, I don't want to say I'm trying to become a Trump supporter, but I'm trying to support the issues that Trump supporters support. Why is that? Well, you might have noticed, this is not, believe me, there's no filters on here, but I am a white, straight male in America. And I, my friends, hold the keys to the kingdom. All I have to do is look out for myself, care about only my interests. Are my taxes going to be lower if the Republicans take over, especially in New York State? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Are um, is crime going to go down uh, in New York State if the Republicans take over? Maybe not, but. We will certainly arrest more uh, minorities and more poor people, and we'll get them off the street so it'll look like there's less crime. Is my personal ability to get an abortion going to be affected if the Republicans take over? Nope. Not only am I too old to have an abortion, I do not have a uterus. Is my ability to get married to a man going to be affected? Probably. Is it going to really affect my life? Nope. I think men are pigs anyway. Even if I was gay, I don't think I would ever marry a man. That's just it. Some people like the dudes. So if I just sort of embrace... Oh, is my 401k going to go up when, when Republicans take over the House and start removing like regulations and taxes and, and stop investing in America? Absolutely. My, my, my 401k is going to go up. So I'm trying, like the old, I'm trying to really just get behind that because if I can do that, I feel like I'm going to be a lot happier because everything about me is going to get better. And that's kind of the takeaway I want to leave you with. If you find a real honest to God Trump supporter or super right wing, like super conservative, that's just shy of being anti-Semitic or racist. Like, they're not that. But they are very anti-poor. They definitely don't like brown people. They hate migrants. So, like, that edge. But, like, not full Nazi. But, like, you meet people like that. And if you want to meet them, you can just hop up on my Facebook page. Because those are the people that are just going and going and going and arguing and arguing and arguing. Every single one of them is only interested in I, me, and mine. Not one of them gives a shit about world affairs. They don't care about the, the war in Europe. They generally don't care about women's rights unless it's their own right to own a gun. They definitely don't care about uh, anything in the LGBTQ 
community because they're not that. And even if their kid is that, like, they don't want that in their house. So that's fine. And they're tired of poor. They're tired of seeing the poor people. And they're tired of paying for them. And that's something that I can understand. I'm tired of sharing my money with people, too. Like, I hate doing that. Like, it's my money. But do we let people die in the streets in this country? I don't. Do they? Absolutely. Everyone's going to be complaining about crime in New York for the next few weeks. Everybody. And even Lee Zeldin said on day one, if he becomes governor, he's going to declare a state of emergency, which I thought the Republicans hated, a state of emergency to get rid of cashless bail. Cashless bail only affects nonviolent criminals and misdemeanors. Everybody that does anything violent is never released without bail, without a cash bail. Just isn't. You can't be released for a felony, uh, for a violent felony in New York without some form of bail. So... What is that going to do? Is that going to keep, like, turnstile jumpers? Uh, you know, all, like, I, I don't even know. Litter bugs? Like, traffic in front? Like, who cares? The real violence is real violence. People are complaining about, like, gangs and, and, and the, the mental, the, the EDPs, the emotionally disturbed people that are pushing people in the subways. Well, how do you think you fix that? You lock them up in jail, pay for their housing, their health care, and all their meals? Like, that's taking more money out of my pocket. So you'd rather do that than actually refund some of the mental health programs that New York City used to have, that used to care for those people, that kept them out of the subways, made sure they had their medicine, made sure that social workers were able to evaluate them and prescribe stuff that they needed. You don't want to pay for any of that. And then people are always complaining, like, well, cops aren't allowed, they can't even do their job because of the courts. That's a bunch of bullshit. Cops can and should. What I keep seeing is cops not doing their job. And I've seen plenty of cops, upper echelon, say that the reason they're not policing the, the subways and stuff is because they're still mad at people that supported the Black Lives Matter movement, even though New York City cops just ended up killing a bunch of black people. Like, dude, step up and own it. Like, you had some bad apples, like, just own it. But no, they're punishing people, and they don't want to go into the subways because that's where kids are, poor people are, all that other nonsense, everybody that basically supported Black Lives Matter. So they're not policing those things. People are talking about their gangs in like the Bronx and stuff like that. Yeah, no shit. What do you want to do about that? Hire more police officers? Who wants to pay for that? I thought you wanted lower taxes. People have no answers, but they want to protect them and theirs. And they don't really give a shit about you and yours. I promise you that. People talking about gun violence. How do we stop gun violence? Well, the left thinks maybe we should have less guns. The right thinks everybody should have guns. What do you think? Like, what do you really think? They're talking about innocent bystanders, like the, how it's just going through the roof in New York City. Is it their fault that they weren't ready with their Smith & Wesson to defend against the bullet that they had no idea was coming? Is that really the logic? But no, it's about me. I'm going to protect me and myself with my gun. But don't give those people guns. Criminals can't have guns. Why not? If everybody can have a gun, criminals can have a gun. I don't know. I've talked way too long, so I'm going to shut up. And I'm sorry about that. I'm very mad about this. Because it's... The reason I can't convert myself over to that line of thinking is because I was raised better than that. And to be perfectly honest, I'm a better person than those people. And I'm hoping, if you're listening to this show still, that you are too. And that's really the best I can do. Hard Rock Lunch Box.
Honestly, you can say whatever you want about me and what I have to say and what I think and my my take on politics and social commentary. Like, it really hasn't changed much over the years. It's usually pretty consistent. But what I will tell you that has changed pretty much over the years is how much I'm digging new Taylor Swift music. Yeah, you heard it here first on The Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So Rebel 9 will be uh, doing its second-to-last show of the year, it would seem. Uh, this Saturday night, we're going to be in the Scranton, Pennsylvania area. It's the Nipa Valley. We're actually going to be an Elephant, as opposed to Elephant, Pennsylvania. Elephant would be cooler, but the town is called Elephant, and that's just the way it's going to be. We're at a place called the Keystone Stage. We're going to be there for Spitfire & Company's album release show, Effort Never Dies. It's going to be us. Uh, bands called uh, Thanatos, The Mesos, Drama Scream, and Running in Flip Flops. Doors are at 6 p.m. Uh, and like I said, it's going to be Saturday. It's uh, BYOB on all ages. So if you're in the NEPA area, like, come check us out. We are not coming back to Pennsylvania this year. I do not expect to come back to Pennsylvania until we have new material out. So it's going to be a little while. And honestly, if we do, it's only going to be to Philly. So you might want to come see us now. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have to wait till probably the summer or the fall. So it's going to be fun. Check it out. It's always fun to, uh, to play those shows because people are just more appreciative of music out in Pennsylvania and further west than they are here on the island uh, where everybody's just waiting for um, more cover bands and uh, Motley Crue tours. <laughs> Speaking honestly of old music, uh, Iron Maiden just played here I guess like a week ago and by all accounts they were just as good now as they ever was. As they ever was. As they ever were. Which to me just really speaks to just what an awesome band that is and that made me listen to some yesterday which means I've got some Iron Maiden for you now. It's hard to pick the greatest Iron Maiden song because I don't think there is a single greatest Iron Maiden song however in terms of songs that probably everybody knows even if you don't like Iron Maiden I think this might be a winner. Hard Rock Lunch Box Ah, Boy was that the wrong song to play. Let's change things up a bit, shall we? Hard Rock Lunch Box. If you can find anything wrong with that original song or that cover, then you are a better person than I am. Because they, that shit is perfect in my opinion. Just, you can't see this, but mwah. 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 I love that song. And I love that version. So, yay me. But now, now, it's time for brand new music. My boy Kaz, who you probably better know as, well, Kaz. Uh, yeah, Kaz. <laughs> Kaz, who I like to refer to as the man on my left or the man on my right, depending on where he's standing on stage. Been my guitarist for almost 10 years. 10 goddamn years. Been putting up with his shit. God damn it, anyway. He's got brand new music out. He's super proud of it, and I'm super proud of him. I think I, I think it's really good. I definitely really dig it. So it's time for me to enlighten all you box people with the with the newest, newest song from our boy Kaz. No kicks included, unless you ask him nicely. So it's called Mind Over Matter, and I've got it for you. On the box. Wow. 
Lunch Box. Man, I am so over a lot of this nonsense <laughs> with uh, just people. <laughs> I'm so tired of everybody's like opinions about like society and like they don't even real like these people were they just like raised by like animals like what the fuck man like just <sighs> people's self-centered entitlement and self-importance is just so ridiculous and i realize that it's so stupid for somebody like me to say that like dude i'm literally talking to a bunch of people on my radio show like why the why should i have a radio show like why should i have a show why should i have a podcast why should, why do i ever like i don't have anything that interesting to say like i do this for fun like i think it's fun it certainly feels good for me to do it it's therapeutic it's always been therapeutic i feel like over the course of the nine years i've been doing this i've had wildly different audiences and for whatever time that they need to be here and just be part of that energy or be part of that fun or have their feelings you know discussed or vindicated or validated or just hear some good effing music from time to time i think it always serves that purpose but my god man like Everybody's, everybody does not need to speak, and most people should not. And I think that that is what has happened over the past five years that has really made the world just awful. And, like, people that have no business speaking on, on other people's business, like, it just, like, the, the condescension and the entitlement and the, the, the conceit of so many people, like, well, I do it this way. What do I know? Like, I do, this is how it is, and this is what I see. Like, I remember arguing with people about how, uh, when they were taking away like mailboxes right before the election because they wanted to make it harder for people to mail in vote, and people were like, "Well, they're not taking away mailboxes in my, in my neighborhood." It's like, yeah, you're in white suburbia. You're basically every Republican's dream. They're going to add mailboxes there. Where they're taking them away is inner cities where poor people and minorities vote Democrat. Like, but I don't see it. Like, yeah, okay, that's where we get flat earthers, right? <laughs> like. And I don't, I don't care what your take on flat Earth is. All, all I know is that if you honestly believe that the world is flat because you yourself have not seen it, then you're not somebody I'm going to take seriously when it comes to matters of science. And I don't really care how good of a guitar player you are or how good the Deftones are. You're still a flat earther. I will listen to your music and never, ever read one of your science books. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I just want to make a formal announcement that the Hard Rock Lunchbox is officially ending its relationship with Kanye West, and it has absolutely nothing to do with anything he's ever said. I just hate him as a human being, so I'm out. Uh, so listen, I've got a couple of things i got to discuss, because a couple of things are coming over my plate. Like, yes, the Flat Earthers, Q raises an excellent point. There is literally no way there would be an edge of the world without some TikTok bimbo taking a picture of herself on it by now. So I think that's all the proof that we need that it's not a flat earth. Let alone the pictures that we've seen from space about the round earth. So there's that. Like, there are people up in the International Space Station, like, whether you want to believe so or not. And it's so funny because people are always, like, just yelling about, like, science and stuff. And now, like, science isn't right. Like, you ever heard the expression, like, not an exact science? Like, the reason they call it that is because science is supposed to be exact, right? In our mentality. Like, science is fact. I got news for you, dude. Some science is fact, for sure. A lot of it is super theoretical. You know why? Because we're learning stuff. Like, could you imagine, like... I mean, we've all seen, like, older movies or even TV shows where, like, people from the future, like, show up in the past and they're like, like, oh my god, like, this is amazing magic and stuff like that. Like, what would happen 
Let, let me ask you right now. Like the I don't know what the average age of my listening audience is, but let, let's just let's just call it thirty. I want you to imagine for a moment going back in time with your I don't know cell phone, iPad, Netflix account, and just freaking your five year old self. <laughs> Like, I got news for you. Me and my sister Maggie, like, we entertained ourselves talking into a box fan all summer long. Do you have any idea how different our lives would have changed if we had an iPhone or an iPad? We were talking about this just last night. Like, literally just last night we were talking about how, like, um... Because uh, Mark Norman has a joke. Like, do you remember, like, just not knowing stuff? Like, if you wanted to know the capital of South Dakota, like, what would you do? You would ask your mom. And if she didn't know, guess what? You didn't know the answer to that question. <laughs> so science leads to, like, innovation and stuff like that. Like, these are these are things. Like, and then, And they don't, in typical nerd fashion, they don't do a very good job of, like, addressing, like, what's theoretical and... All that other stuff. Like, they, you know, they're constantly changing. Like, with the James Webb Telescope, they're finding new stuff out. Like, they basically just refuted the whole Big Bang Theory, which, honestly, I have not had the time to even watch any of that information. So I'm going to have to check that out, because that's a good big deal. Like, and I'm and I'm literally, literally wearing my Pluto shirt, like, two, you know, 2000, 1930 to 2006. Literally wearing it, right? Because science, yeah, it was a planet. Now it's not a planet. That's cool. You're a planet. Your mom's a planet. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. But people that just flat out don't believe in science because they can't prove it themselves are generally people that probably could run a scientific experiment if you paid them. So I'm not super worried about that. But also, um, does anyone else, and you can answer me on the chat here, um, uh, does anyone else have listened to this through TuneIn? And if, uh, is anybody else getting commercials in the middle of the broadcast? Because uh, Tony is listening, and Tony couldn't even hear the full Kaz song. Uh, not that he's not like in a band with him and could probably get the song anyway, but he couldn't hear the full Kaz song because TuneIn put a commercial right in the middle of the Kaz song, which is, first of all, rude. Second of all, like, come on, man. <laughs> also, I'm not seeing any of that money, so if like, you're interrupting my show for a commercial, man, you can throw a brother a nickel. That's all I'm saying. But if uh, anybody else has any other way to listen to the show through an app, just like hit me up in the chat and let me know. That'll be That'll be cool. So, uh, and then I can help Tony out because Tony, honestly, he needs a lot of help. Like, really. Vertically, follically challenged Tony. Help him out. Um, and also, the thing with Kanye, like, I'm going to. I was making this. No, it wasn't an argument, it was a discussion because Corey was agreeing with me. But, like, I want to point out, like, the. the, the um, the thing with the thing with Kanye, right? Like Kanye is not being like canceled. Like when people talk about cancel culture all the time. First of all, I want you guys to know that the right is just famous for cancel culture, like just super, super famous. But what's happening is that the far left has just become poster children for it because they're just like she said a bad word, let's get rid of her, and people cave to that, which is just bananas. Like it's just so bananas to me. Uh, but I want to point out that, like, you're going to hear a lot of stuff about, like, cancel culture. Kanye's not being canceled. Nobody's, like, firing him from his own record label or anything like that. Like, Kanye is just a complete piece of shit and a self-absorbed dude with some real antiquated views on the way people are. Like, he's just, he's a horrible human being. And that he's not alone at all. Like, we know lots of horrible human beings, especially these elitist kind of, like, 
rich people that have decided that they're so great that they can speak for, you know, other... Th- like, it's like watching Elon Musk talk. Like, dude, you had a huge step up from your dad. You basically pay no taxes. Like, you invested in electric cars. Like, good job. Really great, great work. You don't know shit about anything else, and that's why they forced you to buy Twitter. And then you're just going into Twitter and like, oh, I'm not going to cut you Okay, pal. All right. But I want to point out that he's not being canceled. What is happening now is he's losing his endorsement deals. And the difference there is that these companies actually care what people think. I mean, not really. They care what people spend their money on. And because of that, they do care what people think. But they don't need their spokesmen or people they're working with going out and saying kind of outlandish things about the Jewish people and Jews and anti-Semitic stuff. And this is not even the worst stuff he's ever said. And he's got a long history of saying it because he's... He's basically that big of a piece of shit. But, like, he just, they don't want to be associated with him. And I wanted to point this out because I feel like it's a fine line, right? People are like, why are they firing him? Like, they're not firing him. They don't want to be associated with him. And I'm going to make an analogy that I'm pretty sure every single person in my listening audience can understand. We've all been in bars. We've all been in dark, nasty bars with somebody that's just had way too much to drink, right? And they start yelling about stuff for no reason. They kind of slur it and they mumble it. What's the first thing you do? Like, if you're if you're friends with them, the first thing you do, like, he's like, hey, man, you feeling all right? Like, let's just, maybe we should get out of here. Right? Like, right? That's the first thing you do. But if you don't know him so well, right? Like, let's just say, like, just a person, like, somebody starts yelling in a bar about, I don't know, Flat Earth, say, or the Jews. What's the first thing you do? First thing I do? Huge step back. <laughs> right? Huge step back. Like, ooh. <laughs> and that's all these companies are doing. Just a huge step back because there's a crazy person in the middle of the bar yelling about Jewish people. Step back. That's all they're doing. Not canceling anything. With any luck, he'll just self-destruct and implode and maybe just go away. Because that would be great. But it's not going to happen. He has, he has talent that people respond to. He'll be back. As soon as this dies down, he'll be back. But he's not going to be selling his stupid clothes at Adidas. At least not for the short term. Alter Bridge is a band that has absolutely nothing to do with Kanye West. Except that I like exactly one more song from Alter Bridge than I like from Kanye West. And this is it. It's called This Is War. Love box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. I know this one is older, but man, I am so in the mood to hear it. I hope you're down for singing along, because I know I will be. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Excuse me. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, the other night about kind of what we thought the future of music, live music, was going to look like. We actually had a show on the table to play in Jersey, uh, but we couldn't do it. Um, Noodle couldn't make it, so we're not doing that show. But we were just talking just kind of in general about like what the future of music is going to look like. And the trend, as you're probably seeing, is that bands aren't touring all that much. Some of the bigger ones are, but they're, um, they're playing smaller places because that's logistically what they can do. But the push is going to be to be part of music festivals. That seems to be where that's headed because it makes way more sense to allocate bands to much bigger audiences and do less shows. Uh, but where more people are going to be. So, like, you see, like, when, when we, were, we were young, like, Rocklahoma, like, all these all these festivals, you're just going to start seeing more and more and more of them. 
because it's economically what's what's going to happen. That would make what makes sense to happen. And very few very few bands that already don't have the infrastructure are not going to be touring. Uh, there's no point because there's really not a lot of money to be made and. It's very hard to reach an audience, especially if you don't have support. And since local music is being choked to death, uh, it's very hard for even bands like mine to bring out a local audience for a touring band. So it's just becoming less and less worth it. But the only upside that we did see, or he saw, and I didn't see it, he saw, is that because of that, places like the Paramount, maybe like the Barclays Center even, um, Mulcahy's, are going to have a harder and harder time getting bands to fill their places because they're just not coming out. They're, they're not coming out because they're not going to tour these places anymore. And you would think that would make it a natural sort of thing to start cultivating uh, music, local music, and cultivating fan bases there like they used to. But they're not doing that. They're really leaning towards like cover bands, tribute bands, and uh, comedians and stuff like that. Because if you look, you'll start seeing all these places are starting to doing are starting to do non-music things because that is how much they really loathe working with original music and original bands. Because to be fair, a lot of those original bands have really earned that. They are really big assholes. They think they are much better than they are, and they aren't willing to do the work. And some of them have earned that, but there's a lot of us that haven't and actually do the work and really could use some of that help. But I just don't think it's coming. Which is sad, because there's a lot of bands that are probably just going to go the way of the Dodo whatever, without ever actually getting that sort of opportunity, now that the industry is probably changing. A band that might escape that is our very own Jackknife Stiletto, but who knows what they're going to do in the coming year. Annie might. Maybe we'll ask her. Just not today. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Yeah, man, that sound means only one thing. It's time for your weekly craving of the week. Isn't that right, Jenny? No, you're wrong this time, pal. It's absolutely time for your weekly craving of the week. I do love the fact that Craving has so much material that not only can they have their own segment on the show like this, but I get to pull deep-ass cuts from time to time. Not that they have a deep ass. It's a deep-ass cut. Like an ass? Never mind. I get to pull stuff I don't always get to hear all the time, and honestly, I have the microphone and the radio show, so you have to listen. So this week, go deep, deep, deep diving. We'll go into B-sides, or besides, or or B-B-sides, whatever you want, but you'll never know. Yeah, that's like my side. I'm sorry. Just a dream that kept you whole Under the scene 
everybody for sticking around for another hard rock lunchbox appreciate you i appreciate your time and uh, i hope you heard something you liked today i hope we uh, had some conversations you were interested in today and all that other good stuff and i do want to point out that i really really do appreciate everybody that tolerates me and my nonsense and the stuff i have to say and certainly appreciate people that listen to what i have to say even if they disagree with me and i really appreciate double extra appreciate those people that disagree with me and still want to have the conversation because that's how I evolve to what I don't need is getting yelled at or dumb talked to by a bunch of uh, snowflake Republicans that just cannot handle having a discussion I don't want to be yelled at ever by somebody certainly not by somebody dumber than me I've had it with that that's over but so I appreciate everybody that's willing to engage in the conversation and definitely anybody that just tunes in for this stupid show because we're going to keep doing this for as long as we can keep doing this. And that includes next week. What am I going to leave you with today? Well, it's a goddamn classic is what it is. And uh, I cannot be held responsible if it's stuck in your head and you dance your way out. Well, you're probably not going to dance your way out. But it might get stuck in your head because that's what the Beastie Boys do. And I'll see you all next week on the box. Hard Rock Lunch. Box.